for fuck's sake. <laughs> I want to see how long it could run before anyone said it. 18 minutes of the fucking <laughs> intro music. Like, uh, I was going to let it keep going and probably start snickering in another 15 seconds. <laughs> I did it for the sanity of like your mom and the one other person that accidentally clicks on this and listens to it. Well, all right. Thanks for listening. Um, right. You can check us out at. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Best episode ever. <laughs> Five stars. I wish they were all this short. Oh, my God. That's These good shit. I don't care bags. who you are. <laughs> I'm glad you amuse yourself, Adam. I do. I do. I really do. We need to start using video just so people can see just how high his cheekbones can get. Like, I'm waiting one of these days for him to just kind of like the uh, the SpongeBob when he tries to twerk and his ass bones pop out. I'm waiting for you to <laughs> amuse yourself so hard that the bones just pop up out of your fucking cheeks. It would be worth it. <laughs> I'm sure it would. Well, unfortunately, there's nothing going on in the world, so I don't know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Oh, I don't think yeah. anything really exciting or crazy has been happening, so. I'm yeah, kind of over it. Like, dude, I'm bored with it. I've got two words for you that made me almost roll in the floor. Um, Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, nah, fam, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so... The president's people call up Bill Belichick and offer him the nation's highest civilian honor and the Bill presidential Belichick. medal of freedom. And, yeah, and Bill, Bill Belichick, Belichick for, said, nah, bro. He's the he's the head coach for the New England Patriots, right? So for those of you that don't watch the sports ball, um, yeah. And he was like, nah, fam, I'm good. We yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it's, it, I think that's, um, nobody with half a brain wants to be associated with him. So if you want to be associated PGA's with PGA's out, yeah, like if, his if golf you still support, If you still support Trump, you're a fucking idiot. I said it. We can discuss it in any forum you want. You're a fucking, you're a racist piece of shit, right? That's, I'm not, I'm done playing games. I'm done trying to be political. I'm done trying to be, I'm very, um, I try to let everybody else have, their thoughts and beliefs and whatever. And even if I don't agree with them, I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't, I, I think you're a dumbass, but you can believe whatever you want. I, I'm done with it with this dude. If you don't see what the fuck is going on, then you're yeah. either, you're if either you're, blind, stupid, or you agree with his, his fuckery. If you can't see around the propaganda and, you know, straight up propaganda is how you turn people who would, otherwise normally be semi-decent human beings when they lock onto that propaganda and they start believing the bullshit, uh, you know, that it, this is exactly where it goes. Uh, uh, you know, I can you know that's, that's how World War II happened, man. Goebbels <laughs> well, and propaganda. Yeah, you know, and I told you I had been pushing that PBS special on you guys, um, the, the rise of the Nazi party. Because it was, um, I'm kind of a World War II buff. I mean, I'm not, I don't like cosplay or know every fact, but the scope of it, it was just fascinating. Oh, you're to me. a World War II buff? 
Name every tank. <laughs> Name every town that had a tank in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah, even fucking know. Well, so but the uh, the the politics that led up to it. Even I, you know, I was pretty ignorant about it. I didn't know it was. It was always kind of fascinating that this dude did what he did, right? Um, so PBS did this special, and they went all the way back to like right after World War One, and went through how he, the Nationalist Party, and and they were thugs. They were fucking people didn't like them. They were assholes. And then they, they turned in what they did. And then Doug was telling me about another special on Netflix, Netflix. I think. And I it's haven't seen it yet. Hitler's but again, I think people, of evil. And it people need really, to, people yeah. need to educate themselves on this because if you do, you start to see some parallels that you simply cannot ignore anymore. Right. Well, it's, it, you know, pretty much all you have to do is watch a lot of the, the you know the the rise of fascism because I've dug a lot into Benito Mussolini recently. Because dug a dug. lot, dug. <laughs> yeah, dug, dig, 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 dug, <laughs> dig, dug, dig. Yeah, dig, dug, dig. But you know, I started digging into the roots of fascism, which you know Benito Mussolini made that a thing, and it is a uh, you know I, uh, hold on to your seat here. It is a far-right, ultra-nationalist movement. Oh, that doesn't sound like anything that we've got going on <laughs> at all. But uh, and you watch uh, some old uh, footage of Benito Mussolini, and you'll see some really weird similarities between him and Donald Trump. So it's let me like, ask you a question, Doug. Who is, who is Benito Mussolini? Uh, Benito Mussolini was the uh, fascist leader of Italy, uh, and he basically uh, he he rose up. This is going to make your uh, your ears tingle. Um, while it wasn't worded exactly this way, his uh, uh, more or less the campaign that he ran on was I'm going to make Italy great again. <laughs> and Hitler was the same, make Germany great again. Right? Right. But again, this is people. Much. And the reason that I asked you that question, I know who Mussolini is, right? But the reason that I, that I asked you that question was because I think what we're seeing happen, especially with the rise of the internet and the way pop culture is shoved in our faces, right? We're, we're in these little microcosms, or I heard someone call it a, uh, an not an echo chamber um i can't remember the name but it was it was a i really liked the the concept of it and we've we've discussed it here where you yell something out into a room where everybody agrees with you and and you get that the same feedback the same positive feedback and what i think is happening is that we're we're so inundated with right now with that the the news a, a gnat farts on the other side of the planet and we know about it we're starting to forget about history. We're starting to people, oh, yes. people at Adam's age, I think the majority of them don't know who Mussolini is. They knew who Hitler is because of, you know, like Darth Vader, right? They, they know that Darth Vader was patterned after Hitler. They know he was the Nazi, the little man with the mustache. Right. And, and well, here's the thing. Here we go. Oh God. <laughs> so, Without Italian history, we wouldn't have bottomless uh, soup and salad. So I think, like, in some ways, Mussolini might have done some good. Because, like, 
the like when you go get like the breadsticks and the and the chicken nochi soup and hey, the Adam. salad. Adam. What? Adam. I either want crickets or I want a verbal diarrhea. Yeah, that's a verbal diarrhea. Verbal diarrhea. That said, everyone loves unlimited soup and salad at Olive Garden, a Darden company. You know, when you're here, your family. This podcast brought to you by Olive Garden. <laughs> Olive Garden's going to give us a cease and desist. No, no, it's yeah, not. No Darden's but, like, you're not allowed at Red Lobster anymore. You know? I, you know, and I don't know for sure if there is, but I don't think that there's a picture that I've ever seen of Benito Mussolini where he's smiling. It's like, you know, in, in several places in Italy, they actually had uh, a relief, you know, a sort of a semi-three-dimensional sculpture of uh, Mussolini's face. And it's, it's you know, this half scowl in all of them. It, it, well, you it, have to be kind of an angry fuck to, to think that fascism is a, is a, a decent... Uh, there you go. And, and, and he always used to love thing. to cross his arms. And when he would say something that the crowd would agree with, he still wouldn't smile. He'd just be like this. He, you know, well, he would, keep in mind. So, so looking at the pictures that Adam popped up, keep in mind too, that that was kind of a sign of the times. Smiling in photos is a relatively new thing. You wanted to look um, stoic. Right. Yeah. They, they, because to take that picture, um, there was, a lot more involved than it is now where we pop up our fucking selfies, you know? So yeah, they, and photos weren't as ubiquitous and there weren't as many of them. So when you took one, right, you did that stoic arms crossed, strong pose, um, et cetera. So I'm okay. sure he smiled as he, you know, Watch was murdering children. live footage. That's but all I've got to say. You but know, again, the thing right. was, it's like the, uh, when it started, uh, he, uh, himself yeah. and Hitler actually rose to power in a similar fashion. Mm -hmm. Just Benito Mussolini was first. Uh, and Benito Mussolini created a group of fascists uh, and they all wore black shirts. I forgot what the name of them were, was it but the they used shirts? to run Mussolini's around and black do shirts? thuggery bullshit. <laughs> but they used to run around and do thuggery bullshit. And see, the thing is, is... And uh, so did the Nationalist Party for Germany. Yeah, yes, the, which Nazi no, N A Z I well, is is short for nationalist. Oh, you want to hear something fucked up that I found no. out from that Hitler circle? Of no, evil? I don't. But you're going to tell me anyway. <laughs> uh, you know who designed uh, the Nazi SS uniforms for Heinrich Himmler? Yeah, it was. He's. It's a famous uh, Hugo F. Boss. Yeah, yeah, Hugo Boss. I knew it was a famous uh, designer, but I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, isn't that something? Nah, that's fucked up. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, originally... Well, when they hold a gun to your head and say, you know, design this, I'd probably do it too. Well, in the, in the, beginning, of the, in the beginning of the Nationalist Party, in the beginning of the Nazi Party, um, they had yeah, a lot of support. They, they had to, because they were, again, they were making Germany great again. And, and, and if you look at how World War how World War Not One played out and exactly. how they, if you look at the way World War One played out and Germany got felt like they got shit on after World War One, And so that, that rebound, that's one of the things that Hitler really bit down on. Right. So yeah, in the beginning, he had a lot it. of, 
Yeah. So Great in the beginning, he had time. a lot. He had a lot more um, support than towards the end, right? And it's just like anything else. When you start to lose the support of the people in your country, it makes it harder and harder and harder, right? Towards the end, people that supported him were going, uh, they oh, yeah. in it. <laughs> you know, and the legacy- Are we the baddies? <laughs> Are we the baddies here? And, and, and the legacy of that to this day, I'm going to say two words- and internally, you're, you're going to scream, words. oh, my God, where are we going with this? No way. The Jews. That's oh, my God, to... where are we going with this? See, I yeah. did it externally. Yeah, I mean, it's like anytime somebody starts off a sentence with those two words, the Jews. <laughs> the Jews. My stomach just immediately clamps up and goes, oh, God, where are we going with this? Well, because you can say the Jews... In in a sentence, right? And because Jew is is an is an okay term for Jewish, it's when people start off a sentence with it's 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 like those people when someone says those people, you know, and you know they're referring those to a mic- doesn't make me nervous as the Jews. Oh, it does. I mean, it does we're, me. We're, it we're, does me. We're talking like the difference between somebody calling you know a white person a cracker. And then you call a black person a nerd. You know, you I, I won't even say it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, I, I think Mark when, Mark when when people say those people, I my stomach turns a little bit because of some experiences I've had um at a, previously in a in a previous state I lived in in a at a previous job where I was in people's homes a lot and people would use the term them and uh, those people. And we we're not talking about, you know, asexual pronouns here. They were referring to an entire minority group, you know, now the difference is of course, right. You've got um, Auschwitz and the, uh, you know, the trains and everything that happened to the Jewish people during that time. And I think that's probably the biggest difference is that, to date, no one has has started a a genocide campaign. A well, let me let me put it this way: an overt genocide campaign like Hitler did with the Jews on any other minority group. You know, yeah, and um, that kind of started with Goebbels. I mean, no, none of Hitler's inner circle were in love with Jews. Not a one of them. No, but they Goebbels. All, <laughs> but, but Goebbels, he had it. You know, he had it ten times as bad as anybody else. And since he was controlling the propaganda that was going out, um, you know, the, 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 the first time, uh, well, not the first time, but one, they had a big national assembly and, and, and Goebbels was going to give a speech. Uh, and, you know, it's something that they were doing in those days. Uh, Hitler did not know that he was basically going to turn around and go off on the Jews and everything's the Jews' fault and the whole nine. And Hitler, while he definitely wasn't in love with the Jews, saw the way that the crowd had reacted, basically through the propaganda that Goebbels had prepared them for up until that point, because they took all these problems. Because what you had is when Germany came out of World War One. It was with the Treaty of Versailles. And part of the Treaty of Versailles, for those of you that aren't educated about the particular subject, 
was, hey, Germany, Austria, all you guys, you're the ones that started this whole bullshit up. Uh, and at the time, income taxes weren't really as big as what they are now. Most of the time, uh, I, I don't, I'm not even sure that the U.S. had an income tax up until that point. And uh, England, theirs was only like 5% or some bullshit like that. So after World War One, that we did, we did have an income tax. Daniel, shake your head. No, I, I don't. I, I also, I also shrugged and then jerked off. So I mean, I don't. Oh yeah, sorry. Know. Also, don't shrug and just jerk yeah. off. There you go. All right. Yeah, I, I was just <clears throat> trolling you while Doug was rambling. Okay. So part of the Treaty of Versailles was the people who started it had to pay the shit back. So it's like now you've taken all this debt and you've lopped it on top of a war torn country. So in the beginning, it was kind of hard. And then they started, uh, the government started seeking out a series of loans. Uh, those loans were actually provided by America, America in the 20s. And then things in Germany started to recover. So you've got the Nazi party is trying to get this movement. The Treaty of Versailles is bullshit. We're living under this fucked up agreement. Uh, we can't really do anything about it. And this is even after, you know, they sort of become an organized political thing. Because um, it was actually like Hess who talked Hitler into pursuing power that was granted by the people as opposed to just doing a coup. Because that's story. what they Funny wanted story. to do initially. I am actually somehow related to the Hess family uh that was part of that. I don't know the the, the exact lineage, um, but I found that out about ten years ago. Uh, I was fucking around with uh, ancestry or one of those, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. Yeah, Dan's because uh, Dan's great uncle owns the gas station." <laughs> yes, yeah, that's exactly that's, it. that's how we knew. Yeah, so I was oh, like, "Oh, Jesus. yeah, those those Hesses. Yeah, we're totally into oil." So the the the, the point is, is that some it got twisted that somehow the Jews were kind of at fault for all of this. <laughs> like right, somehow the Jews made the, this happen. Well, traditionally, um, since the Jews were barred from a lot of uh, industries and doing a lot of things, one of the original institutions that was highly frowned on was people who lent out money. They called them usurers or something like that. Yeah. But it was one of the frowned upon things that uh, the Jewish people were allowed to get into. And it's like, you know, if that was the only way that they made money was through borrowing and lending and the whole nine. So that's so they started really to become part of the finance, you know, inter and entertainment industry, you know, places where people were laying out money for a product that was supposed to turn around and make the money in return. And also one thing that you've got to remember about uh, Goebbels is prior to him being propaganda minister and all of this other bullshit, dude had actually wrote a couple of books and a couple of plays. Yeah. I, I guess they didn't go anywhere. I wonder why he hated Jews. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> so basically he was a scorned, like, you know, fucking screenwriter and blamed an entire uh, 
demographic uh, of of human for it and then systematically had them fucking murdered like if that doesn't tell you how fragile the the fucking white male ego is these days i i don't know what else would you know uh, and the parallels to where we are now that's a hundred years ago it's It's literally a hundred years ago and it hasn't changed a goddamn bit not one tiny iota Right, we're still in the same fucking spot. Only now it's blacks and Hispanics and the yeah. xenophobia that I see nowadays from these fucking alt right groups. And it's what? What are you so fucking afraid of? Their culture, their what? What are you afraid of? They're they're losing gonna, the superiority. Right. What? Right. And it's like, what superiority do you have? White people in general are so fucking fragile. It feels like, and it's I think partially because. One, we're mutts and we don't know our, our, our lineage and our history. Like a lot of your, especially Latinos, Latinas, right? Um, most of my Latino friends can tell you damn near what village their, their ancestors come from. Um, blacks, maybe not as much. And then you get into the white mutts, right? Well, like we're, me. We're, I mean, white people are fairly new. So like, we, it doesn't go back as far. Well, we have to. I can't even go out in the fucking sun. I can't go out in the sun. So tell me that my my genetics <laughs> are meant to be on this fucking planet. I can't even go out in the sun, man. Just put some sunblock on. That's right? why God I gave us sunblock. I'm a goddamn cave dweller at best. I mean, I, and I am I am Irish. Uh, it was Irish and French and German. Uh, again, all of these cold, gray, shitty countries. Um, well, Ireland, maybe not so much, but <laughs> and then you were raised up in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Cold, uh, gray, and shitty for six months throughout the year. I think Maynard James Keenan coined it fucking best with the lyric "Under a dead Ohio sky." Um, nine months out of the fucking year, that's what it's like. It's just cold and gray and shitty. Um, nothing against Ohio. Uh, the I like Ohio. It's fine. I'd never move back there, but. Yeah, it, it it just always amuses me when I hear about, you know, whites being the superior race. And uh, I'm like, I, I, you, you can't, I can't even go out in the sun. I, I, <laughs> a hundred watt light bulb gives me a sunburn. <laughs> Explain to me how I'm superior. I don't we're believe because we're the best. I don't believe in a superior race. I do believe that there is racism against whites. Um, I think if you are a minority and you hate me just because I'm white and you have this idea that of who I am, that's racism. You're, you're, you're assuming things about me. And it's really not even racism as much as it's prejudice. There's a lot of prejudice out there that we call racism. Um, and it's racism is, is really about feeling that you're superior to another race. Prejudice is that you don't like their culture. You don't like their, their way of life. Um, I think Michael Che said it best. He was like, do you, do you know what kind of self-esteem you have to have to be a supremacist? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, well, and it's, but in, in one of our episodes, we did dumb and proud. Right. And I was so happy that I saw a, it was a, a tweet by some, somebody in the media. And they mentioned that these, these people are all dumb and proud. And I was like, oh, he said the thing. It was like the Family Guy episode. <laughs> he said it. He said the thing. Um, because, I, I mean, it's not that I felt like we were pioneering some new thought, but um, it was just interesting to see someone else. Somebody, 
Yeah. Use those exact words. Yeah. Right. Dumb and proud. Um, it, you know, and they, I think of proud, you get the proud boys. And I, I was reading where a lot of Republicans did not vote to impeach Trump a second time um, because they were afraid of physical retribution from his followers. I oh, don't yeah. know if people really understand how fucked up that is. Really how fucked up what happened on, on the Capitol. You know, uh, the, the whenever well, I I'm see, just glad that him being president doesn't have any physical... Um, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Words. Yes. <laughs> if you're going to be a smartass, make sure you got your thoughts together before you interject. <laughs> well, there, sorry, buddy. I can't go on 20 minutes what, at a time. What they were afraid of, and I can give you two... That's really good examples. Uh, two. Mitt- it's all about two with him today. Two words, two words, two examples. Got two, two nuts. Two nuts. <laughs> all right. You're the but- dick in between. <laughs> no, you're the dick. Okay. All right. Uh, so Lindsey Graham and Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney had actually voted to impeach the tr- impeach Trump the first time around. I like Mitt Romney. Uh, and uh, pretty much the Trump crowd, anytime they get around that guy ever since, it's it's always threats of violence, mm-hmm. uh, yelling traitor, the whole nine yard. Mm-hmm. And then after Lindsey Graham stood up and gave his speech when they were on the floor of the Senate, basically saying, I'm done with Donald Trump. Enough is enough. You know, I wanted him to win. I really did. But we, we've we carried this thing as far as it can go. And Lindsey Graham is done with Donald Trump. After he did that, he has gotten the exact same treatment as Mitt Romney and his monkey ass when he flew back home to South Carolina had to have a security team stand around him to shield him from the people that were just spewing hatred and vitriol. And that's, that's the thing about this is the, 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 the propaganda from Trump and the associated media wings who have fallen into line with all of that bullshit, uh, you know, that they just keep parroting. Those people are operating off a totally different set of facts. They think that they're protecting the Constitution by shitting all over the Constitution. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're doing the exact same thing that they're accusing the other side of. You know, I saw something that it was a, a tweet or something that it was a picture of a guy standing in the Capitol with a Confederate flag. And it, uh, the guy says, do you know how many people died to keep that flag from ever entering that fucking building? And that really struck me. Um, again, though, people really see the Confederate flag as being something other than what it truly was. Right. And these fucking idiots walk around with it, you know, on the backs of their trucks and all that. And uh, they want to glorify it somehow. And it shouldn't be glorified. It should be marginalized. And these people should be marginalized. They, I had said once before that, the, at least with Trump in office, you got to see who the fuck sticks really were. And a lot of people I know have come out 
and made me realize what pieces of shit they truly are. And, uh, and it's all great and good. Now I know, but I want you to go back under your fucking rock now. Okay. You will never be mainstream. I am very proud of the U S of the constitution and of all the checks and balances that, that were written in 250 fucking years ago that have kept assholes like this. Are our politicians corrupt? Of course they are. The word politician is Greek for fucking corrupt asshole. Um, it, it, you know, that's being a politician. You have to be an arrogant fucking asshole to get into politics to begin with, because you think that you know, what's best for all the people. Right. And it's about money. It's about power. It's about persuasion. Right. I get that. If you have government, you're always going to have that, but there were rules. There were some guidelines, right? There were some, there were some first downs and some fucking sidelines that you tried to stay in. And they worked, right? It worked because there was no, uh, nobody stole the fucking election. You lost because the people who aren't running their mouths, people that may have supported him and voted in 2016, because I know several that have hit me up on the side and we have had this discussion. And again, it's funny because they don't want to be named. Like they don't want anybody to know that they voted against him in 2020, Um, which again, kind of speaks volumes to me. But people watched him, they cocked their head and went, yeah, no. Again, much like, again, you could parallel it to Hitler towards the end where people were like, yeah, I can't get behind this anymore. People would listen to what was coming out of his fucking mouth, Trump's, and said, yeah, I, I, I can't get behind this anymore, right? This is bullshit. And again, if you support him, if you want to try to twist the facts, fuck you. I'm done with it. Well, I mean, He's from an the asshole. moment of his inauguration, when uh because you know you look back at a lot of the films uh for Benito Mussolini and Hitler one of the things that they were very showed in or that that was very prominent and they took great pains to show was their crowd size because that large crowd what that did was validate their point of view. So they, they took great pains to make sure they had a shitload of people. They took great pains to make sure they showed that shitload of people. And the very first thing that he started talking about when he came out in was how he had the biggest crowd in history at his inauguration and when the press came back and like, no, you're kind of off base on that one. Uh, and, you know, and then they started talking about alternative facts. That was the that was the moment I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And it was so to me, the first several months of the Trump administration was almost comedic uh, watching uh, because, you know, the, uh, there had been norms in place where there were going to be daily press briefings and they turn around and they put uh, Sean Spicer up there in front of everybody. And all they had done for Sean, Sean Spicer was armed him with bullshit. And when people started poking holes in the bullshit, he didn't know what to do with himself. That guy was outclassed from the jump. Spicer, I barely yeah. knew her. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got him. 
but you know, up to the point where Sean Spicer actually hid in the bushes. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You said he got out class, brother. Brother, look at who we're talking about here, right? That entire goddamn administration is outclassed by a handful of Boy Scouts, a heroin addict, and a guy who, you know, reads the Inquirer for all of his news. It's it, the shit that came out. And like you said, the alternative facts, and I'm the only true source of of uh, information. It's a fucking yeah. cult, man. It's, it's, it's don't believe anyone, but me, because I'm me. the one that's going to tell you the truth. Now I, let me plow everyone's wife. Yeah, right. Everyone <laughs> drink uh, this thing of Kool-Aid. <laughs> Just lay down and take a real long nap. Don't worry about these grenades. It's, it's textbook fucking cultism. And, and, and the thing is, is I don't think that Trump even really knew what he was doing. I think he was an ignorant mouthpiece. No. Because, you know, now they're finding that there, uh, there were probably tours given of the fucking Capitol showing people where, where they would go to in the event of any kind of a problem. Uh, they, they found a bunch of uh, emergency switches Panic disconnected, yeah. right? Panic that, buttons that were, disconnected. That were literally ripped out. Yeah. Um, now, again, this could all, hey, look, it could all be coincidence. There could have been shit going on, whatever. I, I'm not, you know, there's no concrete proof. But there is a shit ton of information that looks real fucking sketchy. Yeah. You know, there were the videos of the cops and there were a couple where, and we may have talked about this in the last episode, but there were a couple where they were standing in front of barriers and they pulled the barriers back and let the, the people come up to like the stairs. And I defended them at first. I said, listen, you got 3000 people or whatever standing there and there's three of you. I kind of understand why they did it. Cause if they maybe okay, we're going to let them up to the steps. They'll calm the fuck down they'll, they'll you know, whatever. But then there's video of these these cops fucking pulling the gates back and waving them in. Come on, come on, come on. Nah, see now you're now you're pushing well, even my ability to argue for you because you're like, you know, there well, were. You got to look at this logically, dude. Uh, if we'll say what forty seven percent of the country voted for Trump, ish, something like that. Um, nah, man, 55% did, but they stole the, they stole the election. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of that. So if you get a large population of police, you're going to have a couple of sympathizers that are sprinkled among there. Sure. But But I think there were sympathizers. When I say that, I can also say that there were police there that truly did their duty. There were police there that got put under some really shitty circumstances. I know there are people out there that are not fans of CNN, but I encourage you to go to CNN's website and they have a video of uh, where they were trying to storm into one of the entrances and there was uh, a a a small concentrated force that were trying to, you know, like Leonidas 300 hold back (laughs) this wave of people that were coming in. They've got out their combat shields uh, and there was a door there and they were trying to push their way through the door so hard that they had a cop that got caught in between that, in between the doors and was basically being crushed. He had his helmet on at first, Somebody pulled his helmet off of him and the son of a bitch was bleeding out of the mouth because they were crushing him trying to get into this building. 
Oh, but it was all just Antifa anyway. Yeah, right? It was peaceful. That's that's the one that, dude, seriously, if you believe that, seriously, seriously, I want you to stick your fucking head all the way up your ass until you suffocate from it. Okay. Too late. That, that's, well, the, this that, is, Antifa, that, that's a that's a whistle. That's a, that that it's a dog whistle. It's a distraction. They right. Oh around. yeah. This was this was all planned by Antifa to make Trump followers look bad. Well, you know what? Everyone that they have arrested for doing heinous bullshit, not a single one of them has been connected with Antifa in any fucking way. The FBI doesn't believe that it was Antifa. The CIA doesn't believe it was Antifa. But you do there, hillbilly redneck Jim, with your fucking Confederate flag. I looked it up on fucking Conservapedia, buddy, and they told me that it was fucking Antifa. And I swear to God, if I fucking catch them, I'll hang them up by their fucking balls in my front yard. Kevin Sorbo said. I don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, Alex Jones told me that fucking Alex Jones. And, I was, I was buying this. I was buying this thing to filter the fluoride out of my water from Alex Jones, and he told me that fucking that that fucking it was Antifa, and he don't lie. He don't lie about nothing. <laughs> I had to mute. I was laughing. That, too that was pretty good. <laughs> you boy, you can tell he's from he's from West Goddamn Virginia, can't you? West by God Virginia. Yeah, you can tell it comes out in him. The DNA's still there, brother. The DNA's there. It's latent. It's like the force. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> well, speaking man, of, you West ought to come over here to the dark side, man. We got <laughs> we got hooch. <laughs> well, speaking of West Virginia, that's where the goofy state house representative oh, yeah. was from. That uh, he, no, you know, state house representative in Virginia, open Trump supporter. He's one of the one that gets arrested. He's not yeah, well, he fucking was, Antifa. He was with Antifa. He's Antifa now. Yeah. Well, yeah. as soon that, as they get arrested, they're Antifa. Yeah, we're back to blame the other side to what you're doing. I went into so and again because I, I like to I hate people who just cling on to to a belief or an idea and they just refuse to fucking let go without any other input from anywhere else, right? Because people say, Well, Dan, you're clinging to the fact that Donald Trump is a fucking asshole. Well, because it's a fact, right? It's we're 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 beyond fucking opinion. I like to look up and read other people's opinions. I can't i tried i tried reading uh, i tried going to news sources i tried going to reddit i tried going to twitter and the shit the shit coming out of their fucking mouths dude wow just fucking wow that's all yeah. i can say yeah motherfucker truth fucking hurts don't it <laughs> you were gearing up for that weren't you i saw you take it you were like <sighs> and that's yeah, that exactly right it's it's like arguing it's like arguing with a child um, or, or actually it reminds me a lot of my, my first no, ex-wife. Oh, I'm the best. Right. Exactly. No matter what you say. <laughs> nuh -uh, nuh -uh, nuh -uh. It's about being right. It's not, and, and being right is great, right? You know, okay, you're right. But what, what does that, how does that benefit anything? Good, no, I'm you're not right. going to give them the, okay, you're right. <laughs> well, and, and I don't, and that's been a big and problem it's kind of like, me. okay, you're right in your version of reality. But uh, those of us here on planet earth in the physical plane, you know, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of crazy. Well, you know, I told here Adam in the current dimension. Uh, yes. I told Adam that one of my, one of the things that kind of bums me out about all this is that when I got on the bike, I love stopping by these little biker bars and shit. Right. Oops. And, uh, 
I don't think I'm going to be able to do that anymore because I know several of them were very strongly supporting Trump, right? And and we're really rallying behind him and probably still are. And the last thing I need is to go to a bar one night and have some fucking drunk asshole up in my face, like, Trump, yeah, right, woo! Because I just can't. I just can't. No amount of alcohol or risk of getting my ass beat by a mob of people will make me say, oh, hell yeah, mm-hmm, right, yeah, Trump, good, woo Can't do it. Won't do it incapable of fucking doing it. So there are several bars that I have taken off my list. Now, I'm sure there's more of them out there that I don't know supported Trump, but I'm probably going to find out the fucking hard way. But there are several that I know that I can't go to anymore because the 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 politics there are going to be overwhelming. And that's sad well, to me. That's sad. Well, what we're seeing is we're seeing the modern rise of fascism. And I know we've talked about that before, but one of the tenets of fascism is you take these big complex problems that scare people you make them really simple and you make the you 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 link those problems to everyone that you don't like and you 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 make it very simple you know we've been talking about two words this whole time that's you know that's what the goal of fascism is to turn around and boil down these political messages to something you can say in two words, three words, that's easily understandable by a fucking three-year-old. Minority's bad. That, that, I feel like that's been the, the, the push, right? It's that's, the Chinese. That's been the undertone. But yeah, yeah. the Chinese, the, the Latinos, just anybody that's not from Marca is bad for Marca. And, and I just don't know, buy that anymore. And the and you've got this weird kind of uh, whistle amongst the Republicans that any time that you bring up that Russia did something, it's uh, well specifically Trump because even Pompeo and people in his cabinet, the the last solar winds hack that uh, we're going to be assessing how bad the damage is on that for the next nine months before we can even really begin to address it. Yeah, they're getting taking care of the simple stuff now. But you put any of that stuff in front of Trump, and he just acts like it's not there. Now, you know, I, I, do I think uh, Trump is, you know, getting calls from Vladimir Putin saying that, hey, this is what you should do now? No, but he goddamn sure acts like it's his fucking boss. Oh, Putin, Putin has been manipulating. Look, people forget Putin, <laughs> Putin was part of the KGB and other super deep state fucking organizations. The man is actually highly intelligent, right? I know we, we like Very. to, the, the media, we like to make jokes and, and kind of make him seem silly, but he's highly fucking intelligent. Trump is not. And I think he manipulates and feeds Trump what he wants to hear and Trump just eats it up with a tiny little fucking spoon, right? Um, so I do believe there's collusion, and I do believe that there is some and some Russian interjection into our into our system right now. Right, and I, I I think what it is from Trump is it's it it it's almost a phobia because we've we established. Regardless of what you've heard, regardless of what witch hunt bullshit has been spun out, we established that Russia 
turned around and effectively used social media and every mm-hmm. other platform that they could. 16 bots, yep. To put Trump in office. And Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably and, Antifa that put him in. Antifa kids. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, wanted Trump in, so they put him in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I, I, I think that more than anything else, he's just wanted to hold on to power. That's why he was talking prior to the twenty sixteen election about there being election fraud. That's why he was <laughs> right. broadcasting election fraud before that, because he he really wants his grip on power, and I think his his prejudice side uh, that, that that I think he does have a small filter because I think what he really wants to say because he keeps talking oh, yeah. about illegal votes. Yeah, I, I, th- I think we're going back to brown people here. Yeah, yeah. He knows he he's he's a clown. He's a fucking clown. But he's he's pretty decent at manipulating a certain type of people. And I don't even know that it's like a skill set that he has is it's one of those things where, you know, shit just sort of uh, settles to the bottom and and he's found this demographic that he can manipulate. And once he realizes that he can, I think he's fairly decent at it. Right. Um, I, I don't think by giving him that that uh, observation that I'm giving him any kind of credit because I'm not I'm certainly not trying to. Um but I, I think he's decent. Do you at think it. he went after the evangelists? Well, sure. Now, Again, now, he, you know, he was on me- record as saying the Republican, if he was ever going to run, he'd run as a Republican because they're stupid. <laughs> yeah, he said I that mean, in the nineties. And it's the not thing. a Republican thing; it's a it's a far right conservative fascist fucking thing that he's really talking about. Because I think Republicans, guys like Mitt Romney, um, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, uh, who was the other guy? Uh, there was another one. I, I don't dislike all Republicans. I don't like all Democrats. I don't dislike all Democrats. I try to say I'm up the middle. And somebody asked me the other day because they found out that I voted Republican. They're like, ew, gross, you know, whatever, and blah, blah. And I said, well, time out. I said, if you ask some of my more liberal fan- friends, they, they, if you ask them, they'd probably say Dan's a conservative. If you ask some of my ultra conservative friends, uh, they'd say I'm very liberal. And I keep trying to say, good, that's exactly what I want. I want to, to maintain that middle ground because I don't think that it, I don't black and white, nothing in my life has ever been fucking really black and white, man. There's always been this fucked up shade of gray that I have to sit down and look at and make a decision on. And sometimes I'm right. And sometimes I'm wrong. Um, these people that are like, yeah, anything a Democrat says is bad. Wow. Okay. That's an interesting world to live in. <laughs> like yeah. Your life must be really easy because basically you could just l- look at everything that Democrat says, do the exact opposite, and your life's going to be fucking perfect. Neat. Well, here's the fucked up thing about it. You know, most of the people that I saw in the crowd, granted, I have not identified every person in the crowd, nor have I tried to, uh, but I've seen a lot of footage. And for the most part, a lot of these people that were turning around and storming the castle, you know, I guess they would call it, would be from my generation. And, you know, some a little bit older, some a little bit younger, but mostly from around my generation. And the thing was, we were all raised up on these 80s action movies. Mm -hmm. And in these 80s action movies... You had some nefarious shit that was going on. You had 
a, a good guy that went in and or you know shot everybody or killed everybody <laughs> or, John or, or did or did whatever and there were seemingly no repercussions for that because he was the good guy and he was acting in the interests of you know America and heroism and everything else and there were uh, there was a TikTok video that Adam was kind enough to share with me <laughs> where they had somebody that was removed from the plane and he's sitting there and he's basically spouting that you know hey I love all you guys I'm fighting for you so in this in this moment, uh, all these people that are out here portraying this stuff, they're thinking because they're working off of alternative facts, which we all know are bullshit, uh, they're, that they're being the good guy in this scenario. So they're in this weird, self-deluded, you know, <laughs> Well, most state. people don't see themselves as the bad guy, right? Villains very rarely see themselves as the villain. No, the um, villain is merely the hero for the other side. Right. You know, I mean, and that's, that's very true. Um, the, I think there's, there's some truth to what you're saying, right? Is that these people look, I understand that at some point a government has to may, may have to be overthrown. Right. But that's not where we're at folks. Um, even if you do believe that, the election was stolen, storming the Capitol and hurting people. What I don't understand what they thought the end game was going to be. Really, I don't think that I think the people that truly were, I'll say, masterminding this, the ones that may have removed the the buttons and all that, they had no intentions of keeping Trump as the president. This was about sending a message. This was about creating unrest. This was about terrorism. I said it terrorism. That's all this was about. It was to freak people the fuck out. Now, if they had actually, you know, Ben Shapiro, I like watching some of his stuff, used to like watching some of his stuff because um, I, I like the way that he argued and, and, and debated, right? But I saw something the other day where he was trying to defend the, the dude running around with the zip ties. And he says, you yeah. know, all of us have got zip ties in our home. He's right. I Fuck, I... I own a Harley. I'm constantly zip tying and duct taping. I have five different types of, of zip ties in my toolbox in my garage. You know what the fuck I don't have? I don't have zip tie cuffs in my fucking collection. And if you look at what that guy was carrying, those were not fucking zip ties. Those oh, were zip a, tie cuffs. There was, there was a comment underneath. Uh, he tweeted that. He was like, he's like, hey, everyone has zip ties in their home. Every, I, I have zip ties. And someone commented under his tweet and said, there's a difference between military grade cuff zip ties and the zip ties your wife uses to tie you to a chair while she fucks other men and makes you watch. <laughs> it was that comedian that said, I'm going to try to approach this seriously. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I like this guy because that's the kind of asshole shit I'd do. I'd be like, look, man, look, 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 let's be serious. And then 10 seconds in, I'd be a fucking asshole. <laughs> but that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, alternative fact bullshit that we're seeing. Oh, everybody has zip ties. Yeah, they do. Um, but again, these right are military grade uh, or, or police grade or it doesn't matter what fucking grade they are. They were goddamn cuffs. They're designed to restrain people. And you had a lot of them. Do you who, who do you really think you were going to fucking restrain? 
Because as far as I'm concerned, the minute that a, a group like that breaches I understand letting them into certain parts of the Capitol. You don't want to open fire on American citizens, regardless of how fucking stupid they might be. Okay. I'm I not a proponent. I'm not a <laughs> proponent of that. I know. And I'm, I'm not a proponent of that. I think that you've got to, re- you, you've got to um, exert as much restraint as you can, but I promise you just like the chick that got shot in the fucking neck. Okay. I promise you at some point, Capitol police, the secret service, there is, there is a line in the sand and that woman found it. Okay, that day, that particular Capitol policeman decided those doors right there, those doors right there is the fucking line in the sand. And when she kicked the fucking glass open or whoever did and she started crawling through, he said, oh, cross the line, pop. And I'm sorry, I have no remorse for her. I have no I I, I feel bad for her family, like for her husband and her children, because children, that's not something that that they should have to fucking deal with. Right. But her. No. No, you willingly went in there and did what you did, and you lost your life over it. And I hope it was fucking worth it, right? Well, the primary um, directive, like the Capitol Police and Secret Service, their primary directive isn't to let people do whatever the fuck they want, right? And people and, are like, oh, they're going to let me do it because I'm American. It's like, no, if you get too close, the primary directive is to literally shoot you. And there's a picture of the of that chamber uh, where they've got the um, they've got like some armoires or something in front of the doors or whatever, and. Uh, I don't know that most people would have seen this, but I did. There are two, what appear to be either Capitol Police or Secret Service. They're in suits, so I can't, I, I can't really identify them. Both of them, or at least one of them, has his finger on the trigger. Now, yes. why that's important, um, there are three rules to owning a firearm, operating a firearm safely. And one of them is, is as Doug likes to to put, you don't put your booger picker on the bang switch until you're ready to fucking end something. Right. right. Okay. You always assume they're loaded. They're always loaded. Even when they're sitting in pieces on your, on your fucking uh, table, they're always loaded. You don't point it at anything. You don't want to destroy and you don't pull the trigger unless you are willing to kill something. Right. You, you don't wound You're you're, you're going to kill it. And this fucking dude, I'm sure, has prior military experience. Again, Secret Service or Capitol Police. This guy is upper echelon in law enforcement. If he slid his fucking finger from the side, on on the side of the firearm, down to the trigger, he was ready to pull that fucking trigger and end someone. And you... (laughs) these, These people had to have been putting him in a situation where he felt... Well, fuck, here we go, right? Um, That's not something that these guys are going to take lightly. Um, But he was going to pull that fucking trigger. They're very lucky that more of them didn't wind up bleeding on the fucking Capitol floor, to be honest. And again, I'm sorry, I just have no sympathy. You can send me fucking hate mail, whatever, I don't care. Um, you, You made a decision and that decision played out very poorly for you. And it's a shame and I hate it, but at the same time, I can't, um, I can't feel bad for you. You know, I, what, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so send me all the, I just, again, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to be so up the middle devil's advocate fucking, you know, trying to, You've been trying to be diplomatic. I I have been very hard. And it's just because I don't want to be like them. 
I don't want to be like them. And that's the, so, and, and the, the idea of diplomacy and being diplomatic, but, you know, back to my initial point was that I don't know what the fuck you were expecting by doing this, that all of a sudden you were going to stand up there like Red Dawn with the fucking, you know, <laughs> Confederate and the first Red Dawn, the one with Patrick Swayze, not that shitty fucking remake they did with Thor. Um, they, what were you fucking expecting was going to happen? That people were just going to say, God damn it. You know what? You know what? Guys, they're right. They're right. They wouldn't have stormed the Capitol like this if they didn't believe that Trump should be president. Fuck it. Let's make him supreme ruler of the United States of Trump. This is ridiculous. That was never going to fucking happen. This was about dissonance. This was about freaking people out. And and they did they did that. But there was no way Trump was staying fucking president. All right. He lost. And if you well, felt now like that he, they did that, he's not pre- I mean He's still not gonna be fucking president. I mean, now but, that they did that, like Biden. They're not going to inaugurate Biden now because they stormed the Capitol. Yeah, because they stormed the Capitol and it's just going to be the Trump world. And people say, you know, with with uh, Twitter banning him and all that, God, here's another one. I can't even have this conversation anymore because people are so fucking stupid. They start to cry about, he's being censored. He's being censored. Twitter is a private platform, folks. It's a fucking business. They can kick anybody off for any reason at any time. It says it right in their fucking TOS, right? But That's the question there. is, well, we the can go back- is, should a comp- should a private company have that much sway over a fucking over public opinion and elections and, and things like that? And that's worth being debated. And whether or not they can be, since they're not technically a media company, can they be sued? Right? And I can't. And that's that's been back and forth. Personally, I think they are responsible. Um, I think this is if you're not responsible, why did you pull Trump's tweets? Right? Why do you pull anybody's tweets that you don't agree with or you think is inciting violence or whatever? It's because you're there is some response. You know, the old Spider Man with great power comes great responsibility. Well, and- that's why they, in the last s- several months, have been putting something underneath all his tweets and Twitter's, but actually been wanting to ban this fucker for a long time, but they didn't want to do it because he was a world leader and that's a totally separate category. But for any of you that might be out there that doubt Trump's role in all of this, I would encourage you get on your computer, go to C-SPAN, C-SPAN and Look up the speech that he was making on January the 6th. Uh, Now, there were the whole things like four and a half hours long. And thankfully, it's not him talking the entire time. He winds up talking somewhere around three hours, 30 some odd minutes into it. And, you know, the very first thing he starts going into is, you know, they stole the election uh and uh they're 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 voting on it now you know pence should do the right thing uh and, and the whole nine uh and he he talks about marching to the capitol now he doesn't say i want you to storm the capitol and go hold them whatever else you know he 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 had his little disclaimer in there and unfortunately i have watched this thing from end to end although it was kind of sickening for me just to watch the endless roll of bullshit uh matter of fact he used that word in his speech he was talking about the night of the election how it looked like they had everything won and then you know, in the overnight hours and then starting into the next day, there were explosions of bullshit. So, 
if you watch the speech, you'll at least know that I've watched it. Um, but he talks about showing strength and calls out Mike Pence, calls out a bunch of different people. Uh, and basically just whips the crowd up into a, into a frenzy. And his plan was for them to march to the Capitol after that rally. Now, if you're continually feeding people who were raised on these 80s movies, who are the good guy, and, you know, they're not going to get in trouble if they turn around and do the right thing, if you turn around and feed them a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, but how is he supposed to know, Doug? Come on, he's innocent, man. Yeah, he or was just like, speaking his mind, and these fucking terrible Antifa people. Went he was just telling it how the, the fuck cap- it was. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Come on. The invisible Antifa people. Maybe it was their <laughs> invisible friends that Invisitifa. were with them. Yeah, the the invisible people. Yeah, Ma- maybe know, the Antifa people possessed them. I don't know. <laughs> Using that fucking demon rat witchcraft Hillary shit is what they. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> you know, I, I think demon witchcraft Hillary shit is a perfect place to <laughs> end this podcast. I still like, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's, and on that note, uh, if you don't name op- this episode demon witchcraft Hillary shit, <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, like I can't the, put shit in it. I kind of like dig, dug, dig. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'll be watching out for the uh, black black suburbans to to come rolling up on my uh, next time I'm walking the dog. So if you guys, if I disappear, and have fun looking for pictures of Benito Mussolini smiling, even no, you know, do that. even on film, never saw the motherfucker smile. Well, you could call this episode Happy Face Mussolini. <laughs> Mussolini don't smile. <laughs>